Do you know we are just a day away from the reunion dinner, all right? So how many of you are going to be around for the reunion dinner uh, just tomorrow? Yeah, quite a number of you. Um, and you know what? The, the reunion dinner is a time for family and, and friends uh, that you can celebrate Chinese New Year together. Um, and I'm told that in this season of Chinese New Year, there, is, there are a few greetings that, that need to be uh, uh, said. You know, it's an auspicious time. And, and I better say that greeting, uh, you know, so, so that uh, I will receive the blessings as well. So it goes, Sin Yen Kuai Le, right? And the second part is, Wang Shi Ru Yi. And I just learned this part from, from Pastor John uh, sometime last week. There's another part to this, this greeting, and it goes like this. Hong Pao Na Lai. All right, yeah. Um, well, I, uh, I should be giving, right? Yeah, uh, as you guys would know, I've, I was recently married, uh, and I've been blessed to be married to a half-Chinese uh, girl. So she is... Um, everybody's wondering who is that. Uh, why, don't you, why don't you stand to your feet? Uh, she's right here. Just, just wave. Yeah. Um, yeah, wow, Elliot. Yeah, thank you. Wow. Um, that's what I said when I saw her as well. Um, but, but, but the thing is, I've embraced this Chinese culture for myself. And I'm advised that I need to give double the ang pao's because uh, it's the first year of marriage. And... and you know, I need to be thankful to God for all His blessing in my life and uh, how He's blessed us so much in this first year. Unfortunately, we have some uh, bad news uh, because my wife, well, everybody's very quiet. Um, <laughs> my wife's grandpa has, has passed away recently, uh, my grandpa-in-law. So we are actually in a time of mourning, so there won't be any ang pals from us, you know. Um, yeah, um, uh, my parents-in-law advised, I, I'm not the, the Chinese one here, right? So my, pa- my, my father-in-law advised us, you know, you're in a time of mourning, it's best not uh, to give any ang pao's, all right? So, so that's what we're doing. We're going to respect uh, his wishes, okay? That's all. All right. And, you know, the, the one thing about Chinese New Year is that most of you here you're going to get new things. You're going to get new clothes, right? So some of you are going to uh, uh, have already gone shopping or you may do some last-minute shopping to get clothes from the top of your heads all the way to the bottom of your feet and, and get a new pair of shoes, right? And that's something significant. That's something special about Chinese New Year, that you always would get new things to signify the new year. There is fresh blessing. There is flat, fresh anointing uh, in, in this new year. And you know what? That, has what? that has been what has inspired me to share what I'm going to talk about today. It's called All Things New. All Things New. Uh, before we, we carry on, can we just start with a word of prayer, shall we? Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you that we are just a day away from celebrating the Chinese New Year Eve and the reunion dinner. We thank you for all the new clothes and the new things that we can buy for this season. We thank you for the newness in every aspect of our lives. And we thank you for the privilege to be here in your house this day. And Lord, we thank you for the many reunions that will be happening tomorrow. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. 
all things new. Let's look at a passage of Scripture. It's taken from Revelations 21, verse 1 to 7. Revelations 21, 1 to 7. And it's up here on the screen. So uh, on the count of three, why don't we read this together, shall we? One, two, three. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with men. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. Amen, amen. Today we're talking about all things new, and to learn about what it means to have all things new, we're going to cover what it means to be old and what it means to be new. So we're going to look at the, the old things. We're going to look at the former things. Let's look at verse 4. It says this, Death shall be no more, neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things, or the old things have passed away. The old things have passed away. Well, the old things are in terms of order. They are, they are first in order. Uh, they are first in chronology. Um, it's, it's something that came first. You know, we, when we study history, we go back in time and we, we, we learn what came first. These are the old things, the former things. Um, and some of us, you like buying new things. And, and as I mentioned earlier, you're buying a whole set of clothes with, with the price tag still on it because you want something that is new, right? Um, and there was this video that I saw. Um, uh, sorry. I, there was this video that I saw, and it has this, this uh, thing. There's this guy who, who was wearing a, a, a cap. He came in with a cap, uh, a baseball cap, all right? And when he came in, he was like, I must get the newest baseball cap. And he had the price tag still sitting on the cap. Ah, I see someone with a baseball cap right in the audience today. Um, and he came in with this baseball cap. And his friend, and this is the friend, uh, said, you know what, I... I, I I can't stand it that my friend has uh, a, a new baseball cap. I'm going to get uh, a new baseball cap, a newer baseball cap than his. So he comes in and he wears the baseball cap with the plastic wrapper still in place. All right? And, and this is what is happening. He's wearing the, the uh, cap with a plastic wrapper. And his friend is like, no, I'm not going to give up. I'm, I'm not going to admit defeat. So he comes in with this. Okay, and this is, he's got a hat with 
the wrapper and with the, the plastic box still there, the, the display box, and he's wearing it. By the way, this is on Comedy Central. It's, it's not a real, real story. Okay, but, but that's, that's what it means to, uh, to, to have something new. And even then, he couldn't let it go because his, the other friend, he, he's like, no, I'm not going to admit defeat. So what's going to happen is I am going to wear the hat being made by, at the sewing machine, being made by the person. And that's the, the next scene, which, which I don't have it here. But that's what new signifies. New signifies something is fresh, it is unused, it is unworn. And as well, more than that, it is recently made. It is recently made. So that is what we are talking about when we talk about new. But this morning, let me submit to you that new does not just mean fresh, it does not just mean unused, and it does not just mean unworn. And it's not just recently made. All those are, are things, they are objects. What it means is that it is superior to what it succeeds. New is not just fresh, new is not just unworn, and new is not just unboxed. New means that something is superior to what it succeeds. What does that mean? New means that something is even better now than it used to be before. Something is even better now, right now, than it used to be before. All right? And one more thing about newness is this. It's more than just an object. It's more than just a place. In, in verse 1, as we read, we have the new Jerusalem. It's a place. We have uh, the new heaven, the new earth. They are all places. We talked about objects. I showed you that picture about uh, the, the hats. Uh, and we, we are all wearing new clothes today. But it's more than that. It's about restoring a relationship. It's about restoring a re relationship because God is restoring His relationship with man. And let me just read in verse, in verse 3, it says this, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be His people and God Himself will be with them as their God. He will be their people and He will be with them as their God. So we can see from here that God is restoring us to Himself and to Himself in relationship with Him. He's restoring us to Himself. He doesn't need a physical place. He doesn't need an object. It's not just the objects that are new because God is spirit. And the Bible says that His presence dwells with us. Let's carry on and, and let's look at verse 5. And it says here, he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. We're going to look at the, the meaning of the word making here. That's why it's highlighted. The word making. Um, and this is what it means. It means qualitatively transformed in a fundamental way. Qualitatively transformed in a fundamental way. What that means is that God is not trying to just change us or make us new in terms of quantity. You know, all of us here, we're not just a face in the crowd. God wants to qualitatively transform us from the inside out. And that's talking about character, that's talking about our perseverance, that's talking about our patience. You know, God wants to restore us uh, to newness. He wants to restore us to, in terms of quality. And as I was preparing for this, I looked at, at this verse and I realized something and this really jumped out to me. 
we're looking at this verse today. Uh, he, was, he was seated on the throne. Behold, I am making all things new. But this year, we are focusing on making disciples. Our, our theme this year is together we follow Jesus. Is that right? Together we follow Jesus. And do you know where that passage of Scripture is taken from? It's taken from right here. He said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. I will make you fishers of men. And the reason that the two words are highlighted is because the word making and make is the same Greek word, it's the same origin, original word, which means that God is making us, He's the one that's making us. There is a process that is going about. He's the one that will make us new, and He's also the one that will make us fishers of men. He's reminding us that this is a process, this is going to take time, this is, 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 is not just immediate, it's not going to happen overnight, but He is the one who is making things new. And just like discipleship, as we're all learning this year, just like discipleship, making things new is a process. It's a process. And may I encourage all of you here, all of us here this morning, that even as God is making things new in our life, may I encourage all of us to allow Him the time, allow Him the space, and allow Him the place for Him to make all things new in every aspect of our lives. He's the one who's making all things new. So the first one is to renew, to restore to newness, to restore to discipleship. It's the same word, newness and discipleship. But the second one, the second part is this. We're looking at the same verse again. He who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And by the way, there is nothing wrong with the English here, right? It, it's God is the one that's making all things new. It doesn't say, I, I will make new things. It's, it's the, the order is different. So the order is important. I am making all things new. Um, what, he's, what is happening is that there is a restoration to original. The difference between making new things is that there is a creation. There is a process to produce something new. You, you create or you invent something out of nothing. However, when you make things new, there is a process of restoration that is going on. And that's why I say restoration to the original. And, and as I mentioned earlier, it's even better than the original used to be. So that's what uh, rest, uh, uh, making things new is all about. And I'd like to take some time to look at the differences of both. What is making things new and what is making new things? I've got a little chart here. Uh, these are some of the examples that I've thought of um, that, that I can explain. What's the, the difference between making new things and making uh, all things new? Making things new. Firstly, when you make things new, there is an element of care and love. You know, as we talked about it earlier, there is a restoration uh, to the original. You know, when you, when you try and make something new, it, it's probably old already. It could be fragile, it could be brittle, you know, it could be easily broken. And you need a little bit of care and love in order for that thing to be made new again. However, to make 
to make new things, it's like in a production line. You, you want to make it as fast and as, as efficiently, as effectively as possible. Your focus would be on control. All your control measures, it will be, uh, you'll focus on quality control. You need things uh, to, to follow a certain way. And you plan it beforehand. You have all these quality control measures in place but you may not have care, you may not have love in that process. Next, we move to the next, next item. When you make things new, it takes patience. It takes patience. Something that, that, uh, that could take a, a short amount of time, it would take a long time. And it's going to take patience in terms of both, not just the, the object or the thing that's being made new, but also the person who's making that thing new, the person who's doing that work of restoration, that person's going to need a lot of patience because it could be a lot harder, it could be a lot more complicated than you had originally planned. And on top of that, you may not have the original plans on hand. But when you're making new things, it's relatively easy. You know, you just, you have the, the plans, you have all the resources in place, you have the blueprint, you, you know the procedures that you need to take, and you just make it. It's relatively easy. Um, you, 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 as long as everything is in place, everything is in check, it's all good. Next, to make things new, it will be very time-consuming. For example, what would take an hour could probably take double or maybe even triple that amount of time. And I've got a real-life story. Uh, just three days ago, my, my sink in my bathroom got stuck. It got clogged. And I was like, uh, this is simple. Lah. I can do this in 20 minutes. It should be fine, 20 minutes. And um, I, I, I bought a wrench and stuff. And two hours later, my sink is still clogged. Can you imagine that? So it took me a lot of time. It, it was so time-consuming. And by the way, it's still not fixed. Uh, I've still got a, a semi-clogged sink at home. Um, and it's, it's taking me so much time. And the amount of time that I've planned for it, I said 20 minutes, it's not happening. It's taking more, more than two hours. But when you're making new things, there is just a, 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 a very short time frame that you need. Um, because you already have all the, the products, you already have everything in place, you just lay it out and you put it together and it's done. It's done. You've got a new thing. Next, making new things takes perseverance. This process could be longer because as I mentioned earlier, you may not have the plans, you may not have the blueprints and it could add a lot more time to the rest restoration process. But when you make new things, you are just focusing on upgrades. You're not looking at how it used to be in the original. You're just making, like, okay, I will get the most technologically advanced products. I'll just get the most technologically advanced parts just to make my job simple. And that's what I mean by upgrades. You will just try and upgrade that product. Making things new is very expensive. I don't know how many of you would have tried to restore uh, an old piano, for instance, uh, for, or anything else. If you try and restore it, it, it is expensive. It's, it, it's very hard to get that part. Uh, it, it may be obsolete. It may be out of stock. It may no longer even be produced. And that's what restoration uh, is talking about. But when you make new things, you are creating something from scratch. Okay, uh, it's, it's just a very, uh, it's, it's just you creating it 
uh, from scratch. Everything is there and you're able to cut costs. And lastly, making things new, you are making it custom-made. You are, you are doing it special for that one product, that one item. It's custom-made because, you need, because of all the care, of all the patience, of all the perseverance that you need, it is custom-made. It is one of a kind. However, when you make new things, it is very cookie-cutter. You've heard of the term economies of scale, right? The more you produce, the better, the cheaper, the more effective. And that's what happens when you make new things. But when you, when you make uh, things new, you are custom making that item. I've got a, a, a personal story, a, a very uh, simple example that I have. Um, I've got an affection for cars. How many of you here, you are just like me? Um, you like cars. You, you can be a, a guy, you can be a girl. Can I see a show of hands? All right, you like cars? Okay, a couple of you here. I, I'm special. I like cars, but I also enjoy cars that have been painstakingly restored. All right, and we can, we can see it on the road, and, and my wife can attest to this. When we are driving on the road, sometimes you'll see these vintage cars that, that drive, drive by, and the number plate is AB123. And you know that, you know, this is a car that was bought in the 60s and 70s, and it's a, a, it's a Volkswagen Beetle, for example, you know, and, and, and it just, just drove past you. And I'm like, wow, this is such painstakingly well uh, restoration. And, and, and that is how I love, uh, I have an appreciation for vintage cars. Um, and I've watched a, a show on TV, and, and you can see the picture here. It's called Overhaulin. All right, how many of you here have watched this show? Ah, I, I see the same hands coming up again. I can watch this show for hours because the premise of this show is that there is, there is a person who's got a car, and it's, it's normally a vintage car. It's, it's an older car. And what happens, they, they stage the whole thing to, to look like the car has been impounded. So they're like, okay, the car has been taken from them. And what happens behind the scenes is that uh, the family members, it's probably the spouse, it's the, the best friend, is the one that conspires with this workshop to bring the car in to be restored. All right, so they, they pay the bills, they make sure that everything is, is good and, and, and is restored. So they bring it into this workshop and you know what happens? The car gets a fresh coat of paint. The car is re-upholstered. The car gets a new sound system. And on top of that, sometimes the car even gets a new engine. All things new, right? Everything is completely new. But here's the thing. It was an old car. It was an, an old car which was restored to newness. It was restored to being something completely new. So what do you get out of this? What is the point of making this new car? Making this, new, this car new, sorry. Um, it is all about the satisfaction and to look at some of the expression of the, the people that just recently had their cars renewed, restored, is priceless. You know, and there'll be some of them that they'll be in tears because they've had this car that they call, you know, it's my old junk but suddenly it is restored to, to complete newness. And, and it's not just that, it's better than it used to be. It's better than even the original. And it could be very expensive. 
You know, as I mentioned earlier, you may not have the original parts. It's a car in the 60s and the 70s. You may not have all the plans. You may not, ha you may not have all the blueprints. But yet, this workshop is able to restore this car to newness. And here we have some uh, pictures of the old car. Looks like a pretty decent car, nice red uh, uh, sports car. You know, it's, it's, we're in the season of Chinese New Year, so, so red or, or rather maroon, maroon sports car. But look at this. It's a brand new, it's the same car, by the way. It's the same car and it's been restored to completely new. It is inside, it's a transformation, it is a newness from the inside and all the way throughout. So what can we learn from this, from this story about this car? You know, what is God talking about? What is God saying? He's saying that He is restoring something to not just new, it's even superior than what it used to be before. All things new in restoration to the original. He wants to restore us to the original. He wants to restore us to better than we used to be before. You know, this year we are celebrating our 25th anniversary as a church. 25th anniversary, it, it signifies the year of uh, the Silver Jubilee, right? 25th anniversary is the Silver Jubilee. And the, the word silver, it signifies uh, redemption. And, and, and as Pastor Chiu has talked about, uh, silver signifies redemption. And we're going to look at a passage of Scripture. It says this, And their redemption price at a month old, you shall redeem them. You shall fix at five shekels in silver, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, which is 20 garas. In the same way, making all things new, making things new, it speaks about not just restoring to, to newness, not just restoring to the original, but it also talks about restoring of relationships. And this is what God wants to do. He wants to redeem us. That's the reason for, for the Silver Jubilee. He wants to redeem us to relationship with Him. He is restoring that relationship between God and man, between both God and man. And can I say that He is also going to, to redeem us between man to man this season. He's going to re restore himself to us and he's going to restore the relationship between what we have man to man to something that is even more superior. And I've got a, a very simple story, a real story from my own life. And the story goes, when I was growing up, um, in, and I grew up in Penang, um, I was a generally quite well-behaved kid. Okay, I, I, would, I would follow all the rules in general. Um, but then I hit my teenage years, my, my teens. And I, was, I, I went through this rebellious streak, this rebellious phase in my life. I think many, many parents would understand that. But in my defense, I was not the rebellious that I would talk back to my parents and I would raise my voice to my parents. I was not that kind of uh, rebellious teenager. But what I was going through is that I would rebel in, in terms that I would build a wall, I would just stand my ground, nothing was coming in, and nothing would go out. I would not heed any advice that my parents would give. You know, so, so that was me. That was um, growing up as, as a teenager. And then, fast forward many years later, I came for EO3. I attended EO3. 
Incidentally, how many of you were, were here at EO3? All right. Wow, praise God. We have really grown. There's barely, barely a handful of you. But at EO3, I was only uh, 17. I just finished my SPM. And incidentally, I just, I just had my birthday, so I just celebrated my 17th birthday. Yeah, you can do the math on how old I am now. Um, but then was, was when I came for EO3. And it was held just next door in CP, CP Tower. Then we were not even in, in Bangunan Yin. It was, it was over next door, CP Tower, uh, near Eastin Hotel. And I remember very clearly uh, one of the words that one of the, the pastors spoke to us. And uh, his name was Nick Resky, and he's from the Edge Church in, in, in Australia, in Adelaide. And he came and he, sp- and he brought this word, and, and this word goes like this. It's taken from um, Malachi 4, verse 5 and 6. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. Lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. I heard that word and I took it seriously. By the way, this this word is the last passage of Scripture. It is the last thing that happened in the Old Testament, and then it was the 400 years of silence, and then Jesus came. All right, so this is the last thing that happened. And the the pastor, the the preacher that day, Nick Resky, he said, in order for, for God's kingdom and God's purposes to be done in your life, you need to fulfill this. You need to restore the hearts of your father to, to the sons. You need, as, as sons, you need to restore your heart, your heart to your father. And I took that seriously because although I may have been rebellious, I was, I was still involved in church. I was, I was close in church. And I knew that I wanted God's kingdom and God's purposes and God's will to be done in my life and, of course, the, the lives of everybody around me. So I took this very seriously. And the thing is, the years went by um, in 2006, there's a couple of years later, I left Penang and I came down to KL to, to study. I came to do my, my degree in KL. And as I was in my room, I was, it was in the quiet, it was in the stillness of my room. And I, I can imagine there was just this, this presence of God. And, and might I say, words can't explain what I went through that day, but it was as if the presence of God was right there in my room. It was a tangible presence And right there, I was enveloped in His love. I knew how much right then and there, my Heavenly Father loved me. And I knew as well how much my earthly Father loved me. And it was that moment I really broke down and I cried and I said, wow, God, you really love me. And God, even my dad, my earthly Father loves me. And that was uh, uh, the process of restoration. And here are some pictures of us. Um, uh, this is me then. Uh, this is the tail end of my rebellious years. Um, yeah, there's the, the year there. It says 2005. Um, my wife says, I would not marry this guy. Um, it looks like I'm on something, right? Uh, I, was, I was very skinny. I had, I had a goatee just, just because I was trying to be rebellious. Just finished school. Um, and this is us now. This is my dad and I. And there is a restoration to that relationship. And you know what? Fast forward over 10 years later, 
this is just taken at my wedding, by the way. Uh, you know how the dad is supposed to dress you with your, your suit? Uh, so that was the picture. But more than that, every word that my dad says, I take it very seriously. Every word that my, my dad tells me, it's no longer like I build up walls. I, 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 my walls have come down. You know, I listen to every word of advice that he has, and I've come to understand him as a man full of wisdom and, and full of, of, of the, 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 the Holy Spirit. And until today, our relationship has been restored. And I want to give God glory and honor and thanks for that. Would you like one more story? Yep. Um, so this is me and my dad. Um, but I've got another story about my mom. Um, so the story goes, this is long before I was, I was attached uh, or married. This is while I was still a single man. All right, so I, I go up to my mom, and my mom and I, we are, we, are, we are very close. We've got a very good relationship. So I went up to her, and I said, Mom, when I get married, uh, can you be a mother to my wife? Uh? Can you be a mother to my wife? And, and she was like, wow, uh, sure, you know, I'll, I'll try. And, 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 and I must say, she's really held her end of the, the deal. They, they stay in Klang Valley, they stay in KL, and every now and then, you hear my wife, not me, uh, and it's my mom. My wife will say, dear, when are we going to meet your parents? Uh? When are we going to meet uh, your family? Because I love talking to your family. They're, they're so nice, they treat me so well. And, and you know why? It's not because my, my mom is superhuman, or it's not because my mom is, is so great and, 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 and so many things, but it's because my mom knew personally, that it's not just about she was losing a son. That was not what's happening. But what was happening is that she was gaining a daughter. And that's exactly how she treats my wife. She treats my wife as just as one of her uh, other daughters. I've got two other uh, sisters, younger sisters. And she treats my wife just like one of her daughters. And because of that, I believe God is redeeming that word in-law for us. You know, he's, she's no longer a mom-in-law. She's just a mom. You know, she's just a mom. And I believe God can redeem that word for many of us here as well. Praise God. You know, we're about to close today. Um, I know all of us are excited to spend time with our family and our friends, but I want to conclude in a moment. And as I do, I'd just like to summarize everything that I've talked about today. You know, when we start with new creation, over time, things could get strained, things could, could be a, a bit difficult, and then it becomes an old thing. It becomes a, a, a former thing. But you know, do you know what? This is what God is doing. He's not a, going to make another new thing. He's not going to do that. That's not what He is about. Remember what I talk about he is making all things new. And how He's doing that is by the new creation. When it has become old, it's not that He makes another new thing, but He restores it to the original. And, it's, and it can only be done through Christ and in Christ. He's restoring us to newness of our life. He's restoring us to discipleship. He is restoring us to the original, and not just the, the original like how it used to be before, but even better than the original. 
And lastly, He's restoring us to relationship. And when I talk about relationship, He's restoring us in relationship both between Himself and us, between God and man, but also man to man, God and man, and as well as man to man. Amen. As we close today, I'd just like to challenge all of us here this, this morning. And I know most of us here will be going for our reunion din- dinners, we'll be spending time with family and friends. Um, and I just trust that all of you would be restored. Your relationships would be restored and reconciled. God wants to make things new in your life. And while it's, it can be in the form of clothes, it can be the form of what you wear, but more than that, God wants to reconcile your relationships. And even as we, we go back to our families and we spend time with our families this season, can I encourage you to be re- restored, be reconciled to your family? And all my examples, some of you may say, wow, your examples, you're too perfect, man. You are a pastor. You don't know the stuff that I go through. Well, you may be right. I may not know every detail and every intricacy of your uh, situation and, and what you may be going through. But I know the one who does. And he is the same one who is making all things new. It is Christ. It is Jesus Christ. It is through his restorative redemptive blood on the cross and even as he is restoring his relationship with you with all of us he would like us all to restore our relationship between one another amen father god i just want to thank you for each and every one of my brothers and sisters here this morning lord we thank you god for the season that we are in today Lord, it is not by coincidence, it is not by chance that, Lord, you have brought this word to all of us. So, Lord, I just pray that you make all things new. Lord, you would restore us to newness of life. Lord, you would restore us to discipleship in you. Lord, you would restore us to the original and even better than we were before. And, Lord, I just pray that, Lord, finally, you would restore your relationship with us and Lord we would restore our relationship between man to man Lord I just pray that your presence would dwell in us and Lord I just pray that you would dwell in our midst Lord wherever we go and whatever we do and Lord even right now as we as we go and celebrate our Chinese New Year uh, reunion dinner tomorrow I just pray that Lord you would reconcile and you would restore each and every one of us to the newness that only you have authored, only you have created, Lord. We thank you and we commit all of us into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Let's give God a clap offering. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful Chinese New Year and drive home safely. Those of you who go on a holiday, have a wonderful break. Amen. Have a wonderful rest. Amen. God bless you.